0: The California Technology Council's new CTC Benefits Trust combines groups of emerging technology companies to offer large company benefits to small businesses. This approach delivers employee benefit programs with better choices and at a lower cost. What's included? Medical Dental and vision options are available with additional employer and employee online resources to support simplified enrollment and administration. To learn more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash join. That's californiatechnology.org forward slash join. There's growing interest in cannabinoids for their therapeutic potential in a range of conditions. But one challenge therapeutic developers face is a reliable and consistent supply. T1 Life Sciences is using synthetic biology to produce a range of cannabinoids. We spoke to Michael Luther, president and CEO of T1 Life Sciences, about the company's process for producing cannabinoids, its business model, and the therapeutic and consumer areas it plans to pursue.
1: Well, I, like I said, outside of THC and CBD, which have been studied the most because they're the two most abundant. If you think about the plant cannabis sativa, and then hemp, which is mainly CBD. Those are the only ones that have really been um, well explored in terms of science, but there's still a lot of science one would say do not know. We believe that t- or not because of our ability to produce uh, a number of these what are called minor or rare cannabinoids that are present in the plant at usually concentrations of less than 1%, that we're providing a tool set that can be used to better understand what is the, and define what is the human endocannabinoid system, because we all recognize it. We all recognize there's opportunity there, but doing the type of, uh, um, call it evidence-based science, evidence-based medicine to really show, uh, effect, uh, an outcome, uh, it has not been done, but you know, now we all have a tool set. And not only just the indigenous, but we can actually use a combination of what we'll talk about later, our biosynthetic as well as traditional synthetic chemistry to actually rapidly increase the diversity of cannabinoids. Uh, and, and what's been done in cannabinoids, uh, at least our approach here at t is not differently than has been done with other, uh, call it macrocyclic type compounds. That are very difficult to synthesize using traditional synthetic chemistry. So you go to using either, uh, uh, biocatalysis, which is really the, the, the basis of our, our platform and technology, but also using other biosynthetic means where you use nature's ability to produce these in quantities that then you can actually then explore and exploit. And that's really where we're going. And, and we're trying to ride the crest of that wave given the high interest and potential, uh, opportunities here to produce these cannabinoids and the amounts and scale that we can actually then go out and work with various academic collaborators as well within our own labs, start to study and profile these from everywhere from physical chemical to biochemical to pharmacological activities to actually best position them for the right type of application
0: i want to talk about your process but before we do that what's the problem with chemically synthesizing or growing cannabinoids today uh
1: let's talk about the botanical side of it uh the the, pro, the, the issue with the uh, botanical growing is, is having to it under very well controlled conditions and if you think about GW Pharma, which has approved uh, CBD Epidiolex, they use, they have a GMP process which uses a botanical extracted entity, but it has to be grown in in a you know basically a greenhouse undercover, under cover under highly managed conditions, and then there can still be variations of that. If you think about it being grown in an outdoor Active side, um, you know, the climate, the, the microenvironment of the soil, pesticides, heavy metals—all these things have to be controlled. So you have batch to batch variations, and it becomes very difficult to actually get the robustness and reproducibility uh, that is um, produced using uh, other means and platforms. So let's first talk about chemical synthesis, and that. Chemical synthesis has been around for a while in terms of production of at least CBD and THC. Uh, they're starting to look at others. The, the issue has really been economics and that if, you know, when you think about the major cannabinoids, it's much cheaper to produce THC and CBD from a botanical extract than it is in a chemically synthesized entity. There's also Consumer, uh, it's it's a chemical produced, even though chemically, the chemical composition, uh, they're identical to what is actually produced in the plant. It's just, you know, some people view the plant as more of an organic uh, source of material.
0: What's the process for producing cannabinoids through synthetic biology?
1: Well, what we're doing is we're taking the genes that are in the plant. Uh, And we have engineered these enzymes so that they can, with the appropriate substrate or input, um, be converted into generating cannabinoids. And, you know, the ultimate goal of a lot of the companies that are out there is to use some sort of engineered organism, whether it be yeast, algae, uh, or some bacterium, and Input is sugar, and the output is is a cannabinoid. Uh, And um, and, and there's certainly companies that have done that. What we've done slightly differently is we've taken the enzymes, just but instead of sugar as the input, we're using substrates. And the substrates can either be chemically produced, they could be biosynthetically produced, or they could be of botanical nature. And we've engineered these enzymes so that they are actually more stable, uh, they have higher activity than they're found uh, within the plant, and then under the appropriate conditions, we can make a variety of cannabinoids. To date, we've made over 25 different indigenous or cannabinoids that are found identical to the plant, and then we've been able to take that technology and start creating analogs and derivatives, which we believe will be the basis of Another library to better understand endocannabinoid biology, but also has improvements over uh, what are pharmaceutically approved entities like THC and CBD.
0: Does this process produce a single type of cannabinoid at a time, or does it produce a variety of cannabinoids at once the way a a plant would?
1: Uh, It's a great question. It's a great question. Actually, how we can manipulate the reaction conditions, because what we've done is taken these enzymes in a more called an ex vivo and we've expressed the enzymes and then we combine them with different substrates. Depending upon the substrate that we, we mix the enzyme, and we have more than one enzyme, so we can use different enzymes, to reduce different cannabinoids, and also we can change the reaction conditions which is kind of part of our secret sauce. So substrate and reaction conditions we produce, um, depending on those conditions, a different cannabinoid under each different entity. Sometimes it's a, a more of a mixture, but usually it's predominantly somewhere in the, call it 70 to 90% on a, a single cannabinoid. That doesn't prevent us from going after we do the purification and downstream processing for mixing these and combining them back again, if, if that would be of interest, or even combining it with a a, a, call it a hemp oil, that may have very, very low concentrations of one of these cannabinoids.
0: In terms of time, cost, environmental impacts, how does this compare to alternative methods?
1: Well, I mean, compared to growing it, if you're just talking about CBD and THC, we're probably uh, not in the same cost range as... Uh, if it's run out of botanical means. However, for the minor cannabinoids, you really can't, there's no efficient process to do downstream production and processing and purification of these minor cannabinoids. So uh, you really can't compare. It's like an apple and an orange. So this is a means to do it. And it's much cheaper and much more efficient than anything that can be done uh, to date on a chemical scale. And believe me, you know, having been in the biopharmaceutical industry for over 30 years, I, I I'm well aware that either through improved biosynthesis or improved chemical synthesis means we will find more and more economic means to actually produce these cannabinoids.
0: In terms of Tamanot, what's the business model? Do you see yourself as a an API manufacturer, a a contract manufacturer? Or are you planning on developing your own therapeutics?
1: We're, we're a hybrid entity. You know, you know, it's, 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 you know you're not, we consider ourselves a biotech company because of our platform. But we see real near-term opportunity because we've already got traction and pull from the market because of our ability to produce not just CBD and THC, but these other cannabinoids, these minor cannabinoids, for use in what might be called near-term consumer products. So, yes, in certain ways we have a supplier or CDMO-type approach, and that is how I call it early go-to-market strategy. Um, But on top of that, we also, in the longer term, are building value by you know our libraries, our analogs, uh, and working to best uh position through the, the, the annotation to actually develop novel and unique therapeutics. So you know our 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 strategy is fairly simple. We are an early front leader, especially as regards to the the generation of these minor cannabinoids, so it's a first to make. And then it's first to annotate, and that is first to annotate because we want to get these cannabinoids in the hands of experts from academia to, uh, COOs to even our own in-house activities so that as we annotate, we best position. And we best position when we think about what are the ones that may have greater utility in the consumer market. But in the longer term, what may have longer value as potential pharmaceuticals. And in that, we're not just thinking about the indigenous, we're thinking about these analogs, which include programs and modifications that that increase their stability, the bioavailability, and their half-life and allows us to better target these, um, um, call it, uh, gene targets in the uh, the endocannabinoid system.
0: At the same time, are you looking at over-the-counter markets or consumer markets for these products?
1: Well, we already have, have relationships and you know, I would say the t model is partnership, partnership, partnership and that as we are the first to make, the first to annotate and first to position and go to market our market, uh, go to market is, is really through partnerships and we already are, are working with a uh, global leader in cosmetics where we're providing uh, various minor cannabinoids where we're working together and testing them and profiling them for certain physiological and biological properties to think about using those in, um, call it, um, skin health and beauty products. Uh, we also uh, are in the process of working on it. We'll have a, an exclusive relationship with another consumer product entity who will have... Access to us producing these minor cannabinoids and getting the appropriate, not just profiling, but also positioning them in terms of, uh, the, going through the right types of regulations with regulatory authorities so that this could be used not just in, call it wellness products, but also potentially downstream, uh, even in, in certain consumables and, uh, so then longer term is, you know, is as we develop our pipeline and we have a few uh, areas that we're developing right now that are still in, they call it discovery, call it, you know, pre-candidate selection stage. But as we move those forward, you know, we will also be looking for partners to help us in uh, the co-development or out-licensing of those activities as well.
0: Any guess where some of the most compelling indications might lie? Well, in, I'm just, you
1: know, uh, you know, we're going to be, a, it's, I call it indication discovery driven, but just from what's known in the literature and has been, uh, published, it's clearly there is potential, uh, utility in IBS, IBD, uh, anxiety, uh, pain. Uh, so in that in, in, in inflammatory CNS indication seems to be some low-hanging fruit, but clearly there are, there are other opportunities based upon what has been published uh in, in the literature, and as we get further and further along in profile, um, we're going to let the, the biology take us where that happen to have the greatest impact in the near term.
0: Where do you see the biggest challenges ahead for having a synthetic biology platform for producing these substances? And is the FDA looking at this as a natural product, or are they looking at this as any other drug?
1: Well, I think for the indigenous-produced cannabinoids, um, they'll be looking at these as natural products. And and we're already starting that dialogue uh, with the regulators Around that uh whether or not is that a general regardless safe indication or a non dietary type ingredient um, as you move across the modifications in terms of uh, making analogs uh and activities obviously those are new chemical entities and they will they'll you know how they're viewed at the regulatory level uh, will, will actually go further and further up at that that level but that's that's kind of also our, our patent strategy. If you think about it is we want composition of matter around our new chemical entities. We have the processes around how we actually generate, produce, and manufacture. But all on top, and then lastly is really, you know, utility methods of use, either as a single agent, or a combination, or even a device. We are even thinking about how to better deliver some of these cannabinoids, because they, they're not exactly uh, the easiest uh, entities to work with. And that's, that's also been a challenge uh, in terms of formulation and drug delivery in this space. Michael
0: Luther, President and CEO of T1 Life Sciences. Michael, thanks so much for your time today.
1: No, thank you. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group.